are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. As always, we appreciate you for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, all Louisville. All the time. It is a Wallman Wednesday. We are here with Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Wallman for his weekly appearance. 55, what's going on, man? What is up, my dude? Uh, I appreciate the uh, official weekly segment, uh, the announcement of it. I don't think you could have done a better job naming it, even though I gave you the name directly. And I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to finish up the recap of Wake Forest talking about some areas of improvement that we'd like to see from Louisville and then we'll transition into talking about the upcoming game against Virginia the cards will host the Cavs or the Hoos whichever they like to be called uh, this Saturday at Cardinal Stadium we'll talk about their one-dimensional but dynamic air raid passing offense and then we'll transition into you know warning you to not fall into a line of thinking so uh, before we get into that like I mentioned for those who are not aware of who I am I'm Dalton Penn so credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. And I've done some PA announcing work for the university in sports like soccer, baseball, lacrosse, field hockey, etc. You can follow my personal Twitter at defense underscore and the podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. But let's get right on in to the show. We're talking about Wake Forest to begin with and areas of improvement. I feel like over the past couple of days on this show, we've talked about the benefits and not necessarily the benefits, but the, the bright spots, I should clarify, from this global performance. But I want to transition into, you know, the improvement side of things. And Jeremy, when you watch this game, you know, as a whole, taking away, I thought you had a very good detailed report on this game, you know, at the beginning of that Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. What were your overall takeaways in terms of what this team needs to improve on ahead of the matchup with Virginia? Well, I mean, this is going to sound very simplistic and, and it's not, it's not easy to do, but the answer is easy to say we've got to get better on third down that last drive that lost us the game. We gave up three, I think third down conversions. Uh, I wasn't, the, the only part of the defense that I feel like is slacking even a little is our, our, our pass. I would say back in the secondary and not our, not our safeties, but our corners play. And we've talked about this week after week after week, but they play so far off the ball. I think that's still hurting us. It's, it's hurt us since week one. So, I mean, if I had anything to improve, it would be third, third down defense, which gosh, it's, it's so odd because we played half the game with lockdown third down defense and then the other half the game just letting them go out there be willy-nilly and uh just get get away with whatever they wanted to so uh, third down defense and we had to play closer I, I know they're playing far away to keep the guy in front of them and not to get burnt but man we we absolutely are giving up a multitude of third third down conversions because our guys are playing so far off the ball Man, I think that's an understatement. I'm not sure if you saw this statistic or not, but in that game against Louisville, Wake Forest was 10 for 20 in third down conversions. That, I mean, I mean, props to the cards for getting, you know, the Demon Deacons in a lot of third down situations and trying to stall that offense. 
but you know, it's a two part thing. You have to be able to finish and complete a series and not you know, allow them to extend drives. And ultimately, I mean, there was a, a good amount of time on that last drive for Wake Forest and they were just able to take away chunk after chunk because they'd get into third down situations and, you know, extend the drive on a first down 10 for 20 is abysmal. I mean, 50% allowing a team to convert. I mean, that just can't happen. Um, I thought that, you know, the passing defense definitely, in my opinion, is is what has to improve. And I feel like, you know, ever since Scott Satterfield has been here, it's been the question of why is, in fact, the defensive backs playing so far off the ball, especially when you the only when the other team needs like three to four yards tops or, you know, I, I just don't get it. Um, I know that. You know, you're trying to limit the the big play, especially against a team like Wake Forest that does extremely well throwing the ball down the field. But ultimately, I agree with you. I think the passing defense was something that needs to be tuned up, especially. And we're going to talk about why I'm, you know, not necessarily petrified, but definitely concerned about this game against Virginia. Offensively, you know, was this sort of a performance to you that w- was kind of on par with like, you know, Central Florida in the first half of Florida State? Because I, I don't have too many gripes against the offense in this game. I mean, outside of a couple overthrows and stuff like that. But ultimately, I thought they turned in a good performance, Bill. I, first off, I said I felt like, and I did not know that stat, so I just happened to be correct. I said I felt like half, we, half the game we, we stopped them on third down, half the game we didn't. It seems like statistically we exactly stopped them half the game. Uh, but offensively, no, there's not not a whole lot to complain about from this game. I feel like we played as well as we have all season. But you nail, you hit the nail right on the head. There were just too many. I mean, I can count three plays where Malik just did not. And he's still getting better. That's why I'm, I'm not – Still not one of these people that are like, oh, we lost the game. It's time to fire everybody. No, that that's we're still <laughs> we're still getting better every game. I and agree. Malik, yes, he 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 had Marshawn Ford. Why Stevie Wonder could have caught that pass in the end zone if it was stolen to him, and Malik just slingshot it over his head. And there was an, there was there was another instance. I don't remember who it was, but he he, he just didn't get the guy. And then there was one that was contested, but the guy probably still should have caught it. So, but, but I do feel, uh, I do feel a little relieved and uh, what's the word I'm looking for. It's promising that he's still getting better instead of regressing and getting worse. He's leading the uh, NCAA quarterbacks with 10 rushing touchdowns. He's got two every game this season. So I don't think you can really ask for any more of Malik. He played the top 25 team, uh, top 20 team now, played at their place, almost did enough to overcome the team that was on the field and the ones that were in the stripes. And that big grown adult baby on the sideline that coaches that other team. <laughs> I, won't, I won't get too, too much more into that. But, yeah, Malik, I, I'll give him a B-plus for this week, and I think he's still progressing. And until he – he re, until he regresses into the Malik we saw in the first half of Mississippi and the entire EKU game, I'm still happy. Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely agree with that. He is, you know, improving right before our eyes. People want him to return back to this 2019 form. I mean, I personally think that as a quarterback, he is past that. 
I think he's playing some of his best ball as a signal caller. Now, of course, people are going to own in on the mistakes. And, I mean, of, you know, which quarterback in the NCAA doesn't make a mistake throughout the game? I mean, you know, guys get overthrown. They get underthrown sometimes when I mean, quarterbacks aren't perfect. Um, I think that Malik Cunningham is looking extremely more comfortable. I think that that's the word that I'm looking for is just being comfortable in his reads and his ability to trust the offensive line, who I think is playing better as well. But I think, you know, for Louisville, it, it seems like it's always been a Louisville thing, and that is, um, you know, focusing on the little things, um, you know, muffing a punt inside the 20-yard line that would have prevented oh, yeah. that, um, that, that field goal at the end of the half or the phantom second that got added. Um, you know, the missed throws, stuff like that. So, I mean, and, you know, not allowing third down conversions at the rate that they did. So, you know, ultimately I thought, it, you know, a loss is a loss and you can't really spin it much more than that, but there's some, there's some bright spots to take away, but there's some improvement uh, to focus on as well. We're going to transition. Let's talk a little bit about Virginia. And Doc, really quick before you move on, I hate to interrupt you. I've been trying to get your attention over here, no, no, but uh, I will say this. I, I'll agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I feel like Malik's playing the best football of his career right now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that I'm, I don't I'm kind know of, if you feel that way, but I feel yeah, like yeah, no. Um, the best overall you know, game uh, for the from us talking about how horrible you was the first few games. And I admit, I did, I didn't call him horrible, but I was like, man, this guy's something. He's got to be better. Play. I mean, simply put, he yeah. has to be better. And, for the responsibilities that he's been given this year, you know, the offense goes, you know, as he goes, which hasn't been the case in the past couple of years, I think he's, you know, rising to the occasion accordingly. And I think Louisville fans really need to give him some credit on what he's doing. I think for the most part, the smart fans do, but um, I want to transition into the other quarterback in that extremely dynamic passing offense that Virginia has and why I am a little bit scared of it. You know, even though that they're a one dimensional offense, before we talk about that, I want to talk about our friends down at Bet Online. Uh, the football season is obviously back, and Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive that bonus and if you're not a sports fan you can go right to your favorite vegas casino games so don't wait take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and bet online is where the game starts march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, like I mentioned, we're here with Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Wallman for Wallman Wednesday, his weekly appearance, now talking about Virginia and that offense. And you made a, a good point that I necessarily wasn't aware about, Jeremy, when we were on that Cardinal Sports Zone episode that dropped on Sunday. And if you've been paying attention to the week, um, you know you you know that you can go to cardinalsportszone.com to check that out. But you mentioned something that – really threw me off because I didn't realize it was this drastic. They do not have one runner 
or one rushing, you know, attack member that has ran for over 150 yards this season. Uh, the leader is Wayne Talapapa, who has 28 carries for 143 yards. But um, it's, it's definitely the passing game. I mean, Brennan Armstrong has almost 2,000 yards in, in five games, which is incredible. My question to you to start out with, with this defense – or I'm sorry, with this opposing offense being one-dimensional but having such a dynamic portion of the offense that they utilize well, I mean, are you kind of concerned about that, you know, in, in a sense, or are you kind of feeling like, hey, it's one-dimensional, the defense can plan accordingly, and uh, we should be okay? So, so here's what I will say. First off, I uh, appreciate the plug for the podcast. Uh, this morning, actually, Game Day Prep, which is our new podcast that we put out the last month, dropped, and I spoke with Will Ogenen from ACC Nation. He covers Virginia. He really didn't know what a who was either. I asked him that hard-hitting question. But uh, we, they're worried. Here, here's the funny thing. We're worried – about their passing attack and they're worried about our rushing attack because they can't stop the run and we're over here feeling like we can't stop the pass. So I feel like, I honestly do feel like this game, everybody else wants to make this, uh, not the odds makers, but when you ask people online, they're like, either way it's going to be a 10 point plus game. I really feel like it's going to be closer than that. I think uh, Louisville's 4-0 against them here at home all time. That, that's a stat that a lot of people are like, well, that don't mean anything, but but it, but it does because you don't want to be the team that allows the first loss to any team on right. your home turf. Uh, At Florida. But, right. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, nevertheless, uh, I'm, I'm not worried about the passing attack because we do have – we have the, the – gosh – the thing for me that tilts this into our favor, in, in my mind, is the fact that we are a multidimensional team. We can run and we can throw. But they're, they're not good. They're, they're DBs. Again, Will Ogenen predicted a 14-plus point victory, and he's a Virginia guy. Uh, he said they're not good at defending the pass. Pretty sure they're Anthony Johnson is their best – not to cut you off, but I think, I'm pretty sure former Louisville cornerback Anthony Johnson is their best defensive back. Yeah. And he no, wasn't absolutely. going to start this year for us. Absolutely. So he said that they, they can't defend the pass very well. They're horrible at defending the run, and they absolutely – I mean, y'all can listen to it for yourselves. I'm not going to give you away all the goods, but basically he feels like our offense is – more as consistent enough to overtake their team. He, he did say this, and I did take up for our guys here. He said, I think we, I think y'all have the better quarterback and the better defense, but I think we had the better receivers. To which I replied, Well, when you have a guy that, that, and their leading receivers got like 600 yards. Yeah, 535 Dontavion Wicks. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was like in between five and 600. Next they time throw the ball every play, though. Their I mean, leading receiver has 1,000 yards in five games. No. But uh, I said, yeah, but you got to understand, your guys are getting the ball thrown to him. He's got 50. How many catches does he have? I know it's like yeah, he's got He's got 24, and he doesn't even lead his team in catches. There's a guy, Billy Kemp, who's got 34 catches for 362. That, that is, that's just ridiculous. And I know he doesn't have that many more yards. Like, I think Malik's got, like, 2,300 yards passing, something like that. And so he's 600 yards ahead of him. I say it's not that far ahead. They're still in the same thousands, I guess. But I told him, I said, I think our, our receiving core is, is, is fairly young. 
And I think by the time it's all said and done, that our receivers will outperform their receivers, but they get a lot more opportunities to catch the ball than our receivers do. At the end of the day, just because your guy has almost 550 yards receiving doesn't mean anything when our guy's not getting the ball thrown to him as many times as y'all's guys are. So that's where where we went there. But, yeah, tune in, cardinalsportzone.com. It dropped this morning. Check it out. Will's a great dude. We had a great time. I almost peed myself laughing multiple times. So check that out. Yeah, definitely shout them. Definitely look forward to look at that. And it's it's always awesome to get the opposing perspective. Um, and I like how you mentioned um, earlier in the first segment that you know you want our passing defense to improve. And I think that this is a good game to allow them to do that because one of the differences, you know, some people say, okay, well. Louisville didn't necessarily do that well against the pass against Wake Forest. Why would they do so against Virginia? Well, you also have to realize, you know, Wake came into this game as a very respectable run offense. And that's something that we've had, you know, some struggles with, especially against Florida State was, you know, stopping the run. So you don't get the luxury of dropping eight guys into coverage when you're playing against a team that you have to play in the run against. You know, there, there's a certain level of luxury to be able to game plan against an offense, however dynamic they may be, that you can allow, you know, three guys to rush the quarterback and drop the remaining eight because they simply don't even attempt to run the ball that much. Like, it's it's actually incredible that they don't and um, how they're so successful on offense. But a lot of those numbers are kind of inflated against poor competition. We'll talk about that in the third segment. But I want to kind of wrap up this talk about their passing attack, you know, talking about their quarterback. I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked that he mentioned that he believes Malik Cunningham is better than Brennan Armstrong, especially with the numbers that Armstrong's putting up. The fact that he went out on a limb and said, you know what, I think Malik, I think you all have the better quarterback. Like to me, for a, a guy who covers Virginia to say that when Virginia's only staple is throwing the ball. I mean, I that is the you know the biggest head turner right there. Yeah, and he predicted he predicted a Louisville blowout to which I responded. Uh, I've been a Louisville fan my whole life, and we've had these type of games where we feel really good and feel like we should beat the team down, and then it comes down to game day, and and we just drop you know we we drop a goose egg. So I didn't I told him yeah. I don't feel like it's going to be a blowout game, but yeah. They're at, and one last thing, I know we've already wrapped up Wake Forest, but they're a bunch of whiny babies. And honestly, I was not – had we stopped them on five of those third downs, and I know this is nitpicking and stuff like that, that Wake Forest team did not impress me as much. No. That, they did not live up to the hype for me. No, they didn't. I, I kind of – I was I was mentioning that the whole – week leading up to it. I'm like, Louisville's going to cover this spread. Do not let their 4-0, number 24-ranked start, you know, shake this opinion because, you know, this isn't a team that's necessarily set the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination. I came away from this game, the amount of, you know, game that I was able to watch, and I went back and rewatched as well. I really wasn't all that impressed. I thought Malik Cunningham was a better quarterback. We had the better offense overall. Defensively, I thought we had a better defense. And that's saying a lot. So, but, um, you know, you can only do so much, you know, in terms of recapping a loss. But the final segment, uh, I want to start, you know, talking about Virginia a little more. 
But I want to caution those that have been saying that this is going to be a blowout game just because of the common results on the schedule. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second after we talk about our friends at Prize Picks. This is an opportunity that you need to make yourself aware of, if, especially if you're a college football fanatic. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. It offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-majors. Prize Picks allows you to pick any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Basically, those that deposit and use the promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So you basically pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's you versus the projected numbers, allowing multiple sport entries. So you can take the over on LeBron James and the under on Ben Roethlisberger, which wouldn't be a bad thing, especially the way he's playing. Um, but you can use the award-winning app on both the App Store <laughs> and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It's safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Another thing that is made easy in the nutrition world is with the best tasting protein bar out there at Built Bar. It has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. When you talk to a Built Bar fan like myself, we're definitely passionate about those favorites. Mine is salted caramel. I know that there's been great reviews for coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, etc. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine. Most of the flavors are healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So the final segment of the day, we're talking about Virginia with Cardinal Sports on co-founder Jeremy Wallman on his weekly appearance in the show, a.k.a. Wallman Wednesday. I want to pick your brain, you know, as a guy who, you know, has played you know, college football and, you know, really seeing how things go in, in these type of games. You know, there's been a lot of fans that have have told me that, hey, we're going to win this game big because we lost to Wake by three. They lost to Wake Forest by 20, and they gave up almost 60 points to North Carolina. Can you tell people why that's such a dangerous line of thinking, especially in, an, in a conference matchup? Well, I mean, first off, I think you're a special random flavor for picking on Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> uh, uh, that that was a free shout out to your sponsor there. Thank but, you. Uh, no, not a problem. But uh, yeah, well, most first and foremost, we're local fans. But so anytime we think something's going to be easy, it's not. And whenever we don't think it's going to be easy, it ends up uh, going our way a little bit. I think mostly right now with the uncertainty around the the program as far as confidence in the head coach and stuff, that is that is the reason why people are going so nuclear one way or the other. And now we're going to – three weeks ago, we weren't going to win two games the whole season. And now we're blowing Virginia out. Uh, I, I don't foresee that happening. And what can happen when, when you look at things that, that uh, over the top is that you're going to get let down, and then after the game, you're going to be calling for his head again because we're three and three after, which I'm sorry, but I don't know if a lot of people know how to do math, 
But if you're going to win six and lose six, which was a lot of people's best case and not ours, we had more faith in them. But to win six and lose six, you actually have to win six and lose six. It'd be in three and three after six. <laughs> right. Par for the course. So, uh, but Virginia is a decent team. The thing that hurts them is what you said earlier. They're one-dimensional. And if they try to switch it up against Louisville to throw us off, I really feel like we have – I'm not even uh, sure if they're going to be able to do that. I mean, I feel I mean, like – Yeah, they, I was going to say, I feel like we have – They would have already done it. If, if, if they were going to go ahead and start establishing the run, they would have done so. They right, haven't rushed like for over 62 in the game. Yeah, we had the personnel to stop that. And also something else just hit my head. You, you asked me earlier what I would improve. We haven't had a ton of sacks this year. Our defensive line hadn't got a lot of – like Sean has not got a lot of penetration. So, <laughs> on the field is what I'm saying. And uh, so, I'd like to see that improve a little bit. But, yeah, I just – Virginia's just got that they, – they, to me, the first thing that I said to Will was these teams feel like they're eerily similar except for the fact that – Y'all are one-dimensional and we're two-dimensional. And he said, absolutely, the personnel is of equal uh, equal quality. The coaches are of equal quality. He had a lot of great things to say about Satterfield. And because I had been asking people, like national people, like your all's perspective, here at home, everybody's been ready to fire Satterfield since the first, second quarter of the Mississippi game. But all I've heard nationally – are people praising him with, with the job he's doing? So I asked him that too. And he was like, no, I mean, we think a lot of Satterfield down here. And it, he also got a kick out of the fact that I thought Dave Clawson was a clown with no makeup on as well. So um, <laughs> sorry, I just, I can't get over a grown yeah, man models, young men's minds acting like a young you know what? I'll stop there. I, I, <laughs> it's just dangerous to overlook an opponent that is similar. Like if we, I don't know where Jeff put out a, a strength of schedule on cardinalsportzone.com and I forgot, I guess I could look real quick while we're talking because I am, because I have to deal with you all every week on the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. I am good at stalling from time to time, but he put out a, a post where we were ranked higher than every team that's left on our schedule, except for those blue. We're ranked higher than Clemson? Uh, no. I'm, well, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, Louisville 21 for you. So, this was the college football power rankings, and this was released Monday. Louisville was 41st, Virginia 73rd, Boston College 48, NC State 46, Clemson 47. Wow. Syracuse 100. Duke 103 and some team seven. Uh, I don't really know. They, seven. Wow. Yeah, I don't like those rankings. No, yeah. those rankings suck because I, I, I'm not going to get into it, but Florida beat Florida the other day. And now for some reason, that other team thinks that they, they want Bama and <laughs> Georgia is going to humiliate. LSU's no, going to beat them by 17 this weekend. I no. don't know about that. I'm an LSU fan, and I – Jeremy Locke. No, I'm telling you. Jeremy Locke, LSU by 17. <laughs> Lock it in. Send me, your, send me your wagers. I'll I'll pay you back. 
<laughs> but uh, I want to, you know, when we, when we talk about, you know, not overlooking any games, one mind, one game, I should say, one, not one mind, one game really comes to my mind. That's that, you know, game in 2013 against, um, I'm sorry, I think it's actually 2012, 13 when we played against UConn, you know, at home. I know Teddy got hurt in that game, yeah. but that was a game that we kind of overlooked, you know, looking to finish the schedule out and go to a BCS Bowl. And, you know, we got upset, you know, at home. So, I mean, I think you know, the the whole mantra of any team can win on any given day has been overblown a lot, but it's true. And especially, you know, in against a team in conference that is very, you know, similar. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the, the pass rush. That's going to have to be big time, especially when you're talking about a team that throws the shit out of the ball, um, for lack of better terms. So... <laughs> But ultimately, no, that's I how you really feel. Yeah, no kidding. Um, you know, locked on Louisville after dark. Yet this episode is getting <laughs> released early in the morning. But I digress. I think that you know it, it might have been you know somewhat of a lazy topic to talk about, but it's very relevant right now because there are in, an incredible amount of Louisville fans that are saying Louisville's winning this game by fourteen plus, and you can't convince me otherwise. I'm like, okay, well. If that's your that's your take, then go ahead. But feel free to be you know somewhat disappointed if this game isn't you know living up to your expectations. I just don't want to overlook Virginia. I know that they've lost big time to North Carolina and Wake, but you know there's always context in those games, so you have to be able to check that out. But um, we talked a lot about you know the the Wake Forest recap and the areas of improvement. We touched on the. Uh, Virginia offense is tendencies and the fact that they're so one dimensional and uh, how, you know, whether or not that scares you or not personally, Jeremy. And then we talked about, you know, Virginia, you know, as an opponent and why we truly can't overlook them nor any other team on the schedule. Want to give a couple quick shout outs before we get out of here. First one to the, ironically, the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, um, the latest episode with Wake Forest recap, Virginia preview, and um, an interview with former Cardinal great receiver Lavelle Boyd can be found on cardinalsportszone.com, released this past Sunday. So go check that out. You also checked out the Locked on ACC podcast, but hosted by Candace Cooper. If you're looking to get a better understanding and grasp of the state of the programs for other teams that Louisville is set to play upcoming this season. But um, and tomorrow will be basically a full dive into Virginia's tendencies, some players to watch, some X factors, et cetera. So we look forward to seeing you then. Uh, but Jeremy, your the floor is yours. Go ahead and give any parting thoughts, but plug us into your social media first so they know where to find you if they don't Absolutely. already. Absolutely. No, they all know where I'm at. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, it's Jeremy underscore CSZ. Uh, and, and I wanted to point out, the game you're talking about the game that most reminded you, and that was that triple overtime loss to Connecticut here Gosh, at home. That makes me the sick. One for me, that I think we're favored by three or four touchdowns, and we ended up winning it. But it was the ten to nine victory over Syracuse. I want to say that was back in uh, 2009. 2009. So that's the one that really sticks in my head, where we thought we were going to just mollywop the team, and they just came out and was like. No, and and we had a we had a decent team back then. So, right. uh, but no, also be on the lookout. So we have a bye week coming up, so we won't have a game day prep next week. We dropped game day prep this morning with Will Elginen. Please check that out. We appreciate all y'all support. Next, the next one of those we're gonna have two weeks. Somebody you may be familiar with, Dalton. It's Boston College's 
he is the editor and publisher of Sports Illustrated Now's BC uh, Bulletin BC, and he's also uh, the host of the BC Eagles Locked On. Oh yeah, podcast. it's Mr. AJ Black. We'll have him on oh, the yeah. show. Uh, you're more than welcome to come record that with me if you yeah, like. I'm down. Uh, I'll be there. And, I mean, it, it's it's a brand tie-in too, so I like to do the crossover episodes. Of course, did one with uh, with your boys from Big Red Louie at the very beginning of this. So uh, yeah, but that's all I got to plug. CarbonSportsZone.com at CardSportsZone is the website. Support us. Listen to all of our shows. Share the love. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cardinal Sports Zone, your leader for all of the Cardinal content. As always, we appreciate you for making Locked on Louisville your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, Locked on Louisville is free on all streaming services, five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. That's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show, this Woman Wednesday edition of the show, I should say. Everyone have a great Wednesday. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.